Welcome into a new episode of Get Fiddles and Paradiddles. My name is Chris. And my name is John. And guys, we are excited to bring you some new content, um, some intriguing content, as the yes. title probably yes. hopefully raises your yes. eyebrows and piques your interest. Piques it a little bit. Um, you know, John, as we get further into this podcast, we're approaching episode 20 kind of quickly. Getting, we're getting there, yeah. Just a yeah. few weeks out from yeah. episode 20. Um, we have so many listeners that have engaged with us and, and had so many mm-hmm. nice things to say to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our podcast is, is always going to remain free to the listener. Yes, you know, absolutely. This information is, you know, as podcasts are, they're free. Yes. But if we are helping any of you guys with information, entertainment, Mm -hmm. education, Mm -hmm. any of that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. we would really appreciate it if you would go into iTunes and if you would leave us some feedback. Yes. I mean, mostly like a, you know, a five star. Yeah. I mean, pretty much much you need, what we're telling you is you need to leave us a five star review on it. This is what we're telling you to do. Right. But no, in all serious, you know, any, any, um, any feedback, any feedback, we would prefer the honesty. We're just joking about the five star Right. Absolutely. We're totally, totally, uh, kidding with that. But yeah, please take a time out and if you can go to itunes leave some feedback on there it really helps yeah it you know promote helps us it helps Absolutely. you know keep uh, keep the ship sailing on the right. on the sea of podcast right. seas if right. you will so well, you know john and i we've got some some hopes to keep this going for quite a while yeah um, absolutely future future special guests that we're yeah. lining up yep. and um, you know, we want to we want to make sure we stay relevant, yeah. and uh, you guys can help us with that. So we really appreciate we it. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah for dive sure. into iTunes, and I, I, I'll make it easy for you guys. I'll leave a link in there uh, yep. so you can just click on just it. Just click right on it. That's all you got. All do. you have to do is just you know click the review button and say these guys are awesome. Five stars. Boom. Done. Do it right now. Yeah. Are we coming to your house? All right, John. Tell me about uh, tell me about your past weekend. What's been going on? Yeah. Um. So standard gigs, usual church gig. You know, doing the, the, the taco circuit, as oh, I like yes, to say. The taco circuit. Um, you know, um, getting ready for um, some some big things we've got on the podcast. We've got some interviews that we're trying to schedule and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, just trying to get into this new year, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting my feet wet with the, uh, I mean, God, we're just about in March almost, yeah, man. This March is like approaching. This is- flying by what about yourself sir same thing uh church always always keeping me busy that's good um playing a lot of different campuses in uh, coming up in march i'm excited to be playing some different campuses and some camps and stuff like that very good pretty fun lucrative um one thing that uh is really exciting is john and i have a pretty steady gig together now yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah. we're, we're we're getting to uh getting to the point to where we're back uh uh, back in the saddle again. Yeah, um, it's really tandem, good. Little, we're like it's like a little tandem bike. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the side like car. The side, you're in the side. I want to be in the side car. car. I like the side. I mean, I think the guy in the side car gets to wear the cooler glasses, like yeah. the little goggles. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they treat him a little different. It's like, oh, he might be be nice to him. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. He rides in the side car. Mm-hmm. So maybe we both ride in the side car. Tandem sidecars on one motorcycle. Oh my god, that's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. All right, well, John, let's get into this episode. Uh, you know, we want to we want to kind of dissect what our title means about um, being a McDonald's hamburger. So, uh, guys, hang with us, and we're gonna we're gonna get right into it. Okay, John. So, as the title says, how yeah. to be a McDonald's hamburger? So how to be a McDonald's hamburger? It's uh, very intriguing. So, let me tell you how this came about. Okay, and it probably, I already know. So, you, know, you inform you know, informed our, our listening our listeners, and you're gonna yeah. be you're gonna be shocked by the no no. Um, so 
John and I spent a good amount of time touring together, mm-hmm. and we spent a lot of time in some buses, and we spent a lot of time in some vans. Mm-hmm. And this particular story and, and and the McDonald's reference comes from a van ride. Yes. John and I ra- rode in a van pretty close to each other, many, many hours. And mm-hmm. on one of these road trips, we were probably talking about a podcast we had listened to right. or some music we had listened to, mm-hmm. playing live and things mm-hmm. like that. And he breaks this off to me, and he he, he says... As musicians, especially ones that are sidemen, mm-hmm. you know, supporting an artist, right? We need to be a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah, yeah, all right. We need yeah. to be a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. yeah. And so when he said that to me, I was like, I kind of laughed. I was like, you know, because yeah. the first thing you think about when you think about McDonald's hamburger is like, you know, it's a greasy piece of meat, right? You know, lots of it's lots not of very calories, nutritious, not very nutritious, right? You know. But it's reliable, you know? You know what you're going to get, right? And it's a buck. And it's a and buck. It's cheap. And it's cheap, right? So what we're saying yeah. is you want to be a gross-tasting, cheap hamburger. Greasy, cheap hamburger. It's exactly... It's actually not gross-tasting. Yeah. It's actually pretty no, good, depending okay. on the it's, situation. It's, break, it's, break this down for me, John. So I, the analogy that I, I was trying to uh, correlate was the model of consistency that you get with every McDonald's hamburger. Every, not, not just the Big Mac, right? Yeah, Every McDonald's okay. hamburger that mm-hmm. you get. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're in, you know, Billings, Montana, uh-huh. and you go into a McDonald's and you order a quarter pounder with cheese, it's going to taste like a quarter pounder with cheese. Yep. And Every to, to, time. To that point, my wife and I just took a, a trip to Barcelona a few weeks ago. And, you know, you see all the special stuff uh-huh. that's, that's unique to Spain. Uh-huh. And you turn a corner and there's a McDonald's. There's a Mickey D's. And I'm going, you know what? If I went in there and ordered a quarter pounder, it'd probably taste just like, like one a freaking home. quarter pounder. Right? Right. So right. what we're talking about is as a sideman, as a working musician, having that consistency. Consistency. Not, not, not just having it, but being that consistency. Being that consistent. Being, being in a... Um, when when certain artists think about you, that's what they think of is consistency. Right. right. So that's that's the the point I was trying to make to you in the van ride. Mm-hmm. And once you started to marinate on it, you're like, damn, that's yeah. So, um, and that's what I try to be on my instrument is I want to be I want to be so consistent that you know exactly what you're going to get out of me mm-hmm. every single time, mm-hmm. no matter if I'm in Billings, Montana, or if I'm in Gainesville, Georgia. Right. I'm going to be the model of consistency on my instrument. Right. Now, you know, I'm human. I might have some days where I'm playing like crap. Mm-hmm. But what I try to do is I try to ask myself, am I being that McDonald's hamburger? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're all human and we're all going to... We're our own worst critic. Absolutely. Right? So we're, 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 we're measuring ourselves against ourselves. Yes. Right. But... Like you say, sometimes you're going to have a soggy bun. Right, you're yeah. Going to, you know, a little bit yeah. of a soggy bun. And, right? and, 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 and being consistent takes a lot of trial and error and a lot of, you know, a lot of rocky paths and rocky roads to get you to mm-hmm. said model of consistency. Um, but, you know, to me, I think a couple of key things um, for the guitar mm-hmm. in the guitar world that you really need to be consistent and one of them is um, your chops, your playing mm-hmm. needs to be mm-hmm. consistent. Right. Like you need to be able to, you know, have a proficiency right. at your instrument. Right. And the other thing is your gear, like your tone. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, it can't fluctuate from gear to place to place. Right. Because I think, like you said, people want to talk about you with that consistency. They're going to encapsulate their opinion about you. Mm-hmm. 
in, in one sentence. And that sentence normally is your sound makes up that sentence. Mm-hmm. Your ability to be on time mm-hmm. makes up that, yeah. that sentence. Yeah. Uh, your positivity at the gig. Right. You're a good hang. Yep. Right. All mm-hmm. these things come into play when mm-hmm. we're talking about being a consistent from gig to gig, artist to artist, working musician side man. Mm-hmm. And that's why McDonald's has says they've served over a billion hamburgers on their signs mm-hmm. because they are the model of consistency. Right. You know, right. Uh, their brand and what they've built is to me, we're not talking about flavor. No, no. Or, or nutritional content. We're talking mm-hmm. about consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to make that distinction. And that's what, that's why I use the McDonald's hamburger reference. It's because it's not about, you know, like I said, the flavor or, or, or the nutritional content. It's about the consistent day after day after day, week after week. Right. Repetition. Right. Being able to pull it off. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's plenty of gigs you would go to, you know, even, even for me, um, where I'll, I'll even petition people, mm-hmm. you know, I'll ask them like, you know, um, this comes from, from old retail days, a lot mm-hmm. of different retail that I worked. Um, is, is asking for feedback. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's to me, the sign of, and normally tip, typically points to someone who's trying to, you know, self-improve, you know, you're yeah. trying to figure out like where are your weak yeah. points, where are your weak points out. And if you're going to ask those questions, yeah. if you're going to say, Hey man, tell me where I'm weak. Yeah. Tell you're, me, you're... you know, where I'm, I'm missing on something. Right. right? And so what'll typically happen is, is you put someone on the spot mm-hmm. to ask that question. They're going to pay you a compliment first, right. unless you know them well. So if, I, exactly. if I were to ask John, hey, man, like, what did you think of that performance tonight? He's going to be honest with me. Yeah, I'm going to be brutally honest because I, that's what Chris would expect of me at this point. Right. You know, yeah, we don't have to you we don't, don't have to compliment don't have to, each other. Yeah, exactly. So but, to, but what, to, to, to finish what I'm mm-hmm. saying is, is that person's going to pay you a compliment. Take note of that compliment because that compliment normally, hopefully, is building towards what your brand mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so your brand, obviously, is being mm-hmm. the McDonald's hamburger. Mm-hmm. You hope that you start building from that, that compliment. Mm-hmm. You're building consistency right you're building a consistent comment whether Correct. it be you know what you're, you're always really solid mm-hmm. uh but you know they'll but. follow it up but or a however right. or man I, I love that you play with really really solid mm-hmm. dynamics mm-hmm. um but right mm-hmm. i'm waiting on the but yeah but take note of that first part yeah because that is what's building your your mcdonald's hamburger right. you know right. that's that's what you're going so for. when you're asking you know these questions these people you know you want to have a column mm-hmm. and if you are consistently getting, yeah, man, your dynamics are solid. Okay, well, great. Mm-hmm. Spend less time working on dynamics. Right. Spend more time working on other things. So uh, to, to piggyback off what you're saying, when uh, you and I were in the, uh, the touring situation with the artists we played for, we had a sound engineer that was on the road with us. Mm-hmm. And um, something that I highly recommend all guitar players do, um, some sound engineers are a little more friendlier than others, so... You know, it's buyer beware on that, but yeah. they are pretty honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're worth their salt, um, I would definitely pay attention to what they have to say. Right. Um, if you've got some ragtag ass, you know, sound engineer, you don't need to go and ask about this thing that I'm about to tell you to do. But if it's a good, competent sound engineer, after every performance, you need to go up to that sound engineer or your monitor guy and ask them how did you sound? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think doing that every show, every show, right? every show, like every show, how, how did that sound? Or, you know, 
give me some feedback. You know, and like so, sometimes that's all I'll say is give me some feedback. Give me some, what, yeah. what do you think about that? And that's what I was doing with our sound engineer. Every gig, the first thing I do when I get off the stage is I would find him and I would immediately ask him how I sounded. Mm-hmm. And he would, one of the problems that I had with my, um, with what I was doing was my gain staging. Mm-hmm. So for guitar players, this is super important. Take a big swig. You have to be able to understand gain staging. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by gain staging is, is you have a baseline decibel level, right? So when you introduce effects pedals such as overdrives, distortions, compressions that are boosting your overall volume or mm-hmm. the gain of your signal, mm-hmm. you're going to get louder, right? So what was happening with me is I had no gradual stair-stepping gain structure approach, which is what guitar players want to do. You want to have a gradual building of your gain and your volume. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a, a gradual or, or a significant jump in gain and volume. You right. want it to gradually step up in loudness mm-hmm. and dynamic feel. Mm-hmm. So the problem that I was having was controlling that stair-stepping of my gain staging. So having that baseline, you know, clean, just baseline sound, and then as I'm incorporating a distortion pedal or an overdrive pedal, my volume would just go through the roof. Mm-hmm. It would skyrocket. Right. So you were getting that feedback. I was getting that feedback. Mm-hmm. He was telling me, hey, you sounded great, but when you step on that lead pedal, it got really, really loud. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Okay. All right. So duly noted. Take that information. You take that information. And you go back and you and you and you adjust. You figure out what the settings on that pedal were, mm-hmm. and you bring it back a little bit. Right. And I did that. And the next night, he was like, "Oh yeah, that sounded great. That that was much much easier." I was like, "I was able to ride your fader and bring you up on the fader, mm-hmm. as opposed to not." Right. Right. So right. those were so valuable. Mm-hmm. That 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 instant feedback. And I was doing this, you know, um, on every gig. I was aware of this before I got into the situation. When I got out to a honky-tonk or a bar or whatever, I would always go to the sound guy. And some of it was a little ego-driven, I think, too, because I wanted somebody to pat me on the back sure. and tell me how great they're I gonna, am. They're going to give you that compliment right? first. They always do. But in the back of my mind, I always knew... I would get some constructive criticism, which is what I wanted, because I I wanted I wanted my tone to be rock solid. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly asking sound engineers about how I sounded. So I'm taking all this criticism and all these whatever they're giving me, and I'm applying it to what I need to do. Yeah, and that was the biggest thing that I was able to adjust was gain staging Mm -hmm. and for all you guitar players out there it is so you have to understand gain and when you're introducing effects and pedals that affect your gain and affect your decibel level Mm -hmm. you have to be mindful of that right or it's you're you're gonna it's not gonna sound good you'll be you won't be able to be heard when you're playing cleaner parts Mm -hmm. and then when you play more overdriven you know, solo lead tone type stuff. It's just going to be way too loud. Right. There's no right. contrast. There's I mean, no contrast. When you, when you switch to solos, it sounds the same volume. Yes. You don't... And that is the most critical, critical, vital part of being a McDonald's hamburger on a guitar is understanding and being able to manipulate your gain stages 
on your uh, amplifier, on your pedals, mm-hmm. being able to um, utilize those uh, um, principles of, mm-hmm. of gain, understanding you know gain and how you introduce when you introduce distortion into your signal, mm-hmm. volume's going to go up, mm-hmm. so you have to adjust that. Right. So that to me, once I was able to um, kind of get in that mindset, that was probably the biggest, most important thing that helped me maintain the consistency mm-hmm. in, my, in in my playing. You know, all the other stuff, like you mentioned, being punctual, being able to learn the song properly, mm-hmm. uh, positive, positive, yeah. being a good hang. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff that you don't, you just got to figure that stuff out, right? right? Yeah. That's some know, of that's personality related. It, it, it you know? is. Because some people are, you know, we all know those people that are right. always late. Right. You know? Exactly. Those but, people, you got to work on that. But, but yeah. you know, you're, you're, the rubber meets the road on the bandstand. Like, right. what do you sound, how do, what do you sound like? Right. You right. know? Um, so that's, when I had that conversation to you, um, all of the, all of the players that I, you know, were, were influenced and I was into at the time, they're just the model of consistency, man. Mm-hmm. They sound Every night, every show, they sound good. They yeah. sound like themselves. And it's a, it's a massive compliment for someone to hire you based on consistency. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You, they don't, they're not hiring you because the way you look. They're hiring right. you because of the way you sound and the right. way you present yourself. Correct. I mean, those are huge, huge yeah. compliments, mm-hmm. compliments, uh, or, uh, compliments that mm-hmm. go kind of unsaid. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about drummers like Vinnie Caliuta mm-hmm. or Steve Gadd. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I realize these are extreme conditions, but these are quintessential sidemen. Big time. They get hired for their own sound, for their own consistency, for these type of things. Um, and you don't have to be a Caliuta or a Gad or someone like that to to be in that same ilk. No, you, you don't. Know? No. And it's not about uh, uh, achieving a Hall of Fame status. Stuff. Right. No. It, it, that, Definitely that, not. You know, just being consistent, you know, mm-hmm. is a um, just as important as having monster, you know, technical facet at your instrument. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you got to be um, consistent. Right. Because if you've got all the chops in the world, but you get on stage and like your tone sucks and you're, you're louder than the rest of the band, you don't mm-hmm. like you hit a, hit an overdrive pedal and it just, you're screaming loud. It doesn't, it doesn't right. sit in the mix. Like right. that's part of, of the package yep. Yep. of that McDonald's hamburger yep. that you're trying to achieve. It's just being consistent. You know, for me, um, I would venture to say when people call me for gigs, that's one of the reasons why I get calls because I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. Like my playing's consistent, my mm-hmm. tone is consistent, and my I, attitude, all, 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 all this stuff is goes into it. Well, consistency, I know, you know, just for me, uh, when I know certain musicians are going to show up at a gig, like when when you and I play together. Oh yeah, you know what it does? Yeah, it, it builds trust. That's right. It also builds confidence. Confidence, and yeah. it also builds a sense of like um, being relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like you're just more mm-hmm. you're more like, oh, this is going to be a great gig because these players are playing. Correct. And imagine being a venue mm-hmm. or an artist that hires these musicians. They're they're hiring you based on that consistency, right? Because they go, if I hire these people, I don't have to worry. Right. I, yes. don't, I don't even have to think about this because it's going to sound good. They're going to present themselves Correct. with positivity and professionalism. Yep. All those elements go into that McDonald's hamburger. It, 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 it is a, um, like I said, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but um, that's the thing about a McDonald's hamburger. You know, I don't personally eat McDonald's. Mm-mm. 
Me neither. Um, every now and again, I'll do their breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, they got their breakfast is pretty good and it's on point. But right. I don't eat their hamburgers. I don't. Yeah. But I used to. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, if I were to go into McDonald's right now and get a cheeseburger, it's going to taste exactly the way I remembered it. Exactly the way you remember it, yep. And, and that's the same thing when I get a call from an artist that I would play for, um, you know, doing some spot duty with him. It's like, that's why he's going to get in touch with me. That's why if he can't get his normal guy, he's going to give me a call because he knows that there's no need to worry. I'll mm-hmm. have my mm-hmm. songs covered, my tones covered. You know, obviously I'm a good player, whatever. So that's not, you know. Right. Um, but you, it's being, being, um, being aware of, of what you're doing on your, on, on your instrument um, is, um, I think what happens is, I get the point I'm trying to make, as you're trying to achieve the goal of becoming a McDonald's hamburger, mm-hmm. what it's going to do is it's going to define your sound. It's going mm-hmm. to define you as a player. Mm-hmm. You're going to develop your style, your sound, your you know, the thing that makes you, you. things that makes mm-hmm. you you, mm-hmm. right? So if you were to, you know, have a lineup of guitar players and the artist that you play for. If he were to do a blind taste test, if you will, mm-hmm. and everybody plays, he's going to be able to, oh, that's my guy. That's my guy. I, I know that. Yep. And so that's, give me the number one. Right. I'll take the number one. <laughs> right. So that's, that's basically what I was trying to get. Um, that's, that's where I'm trying to always get if I'm in a band. Yeah. If I'm playing with an artist, you know, I'm always trying to be the model of consistency. Right. You know, so... If I'm playing with, say, a country artist, and I go up to the sound engineer at the end of the night, and he was like, yeah, you, your tone was terrible. Well, I'm going to make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to figure out you know, what, what went wrong, and I'm going to adjust. And it, the next show, if I get the thumbs up or the thumbs down, it's, it's, it, you're always adapting calibrating calibrating you know? yeah i mean i think you have to be receptive to this too yeah so you do gonna, you have to put require... your ego yeah you got to yeah. put your ego down yeah, your you know you got to check it out the door mm-hmm. and um you know or it'll get checked for you because there were some times that you know i got some nothing positive it was like right. yeah you sounded like shit i couldn't hear you mm-hmm. your tone was terrible uh, i just i couldn't hear you mm-hmm. you know that that's the worst when a sound engineer was like you're telling me you couldn't hear me and you're a sound engineer. Mm-hmm. You're the guy responsible for so making sure I'm heard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So either it's your end or so some of the stuff you have to take with a grain of salt. Right. But um you you will get um you will get enough criticism and feedback to where you can really start to hone in on some stuff that you need to fix. Right. And um the gain staging for, for guitar players is the so crucial, mm-hmm. especially live. You have to be able to understand gain, uh, volume, mm-hmm. and what it does um, when you introduce certain sounds or certain effects. How it fluctuates the your gain stage of your amp, the compression of your amp. Mm-hmm. Um, once you understand how that works, you're able to you take the guess the guessing game out of a lot of your your rig, mm-hmm. your setup time. Because once I was able to nail down my gain staging, 
I would mark my pedals, mm-hmm. you know, get a piece of tape or a little Sharpie and you mark it down mm-hmm. and there's your baseline mm-hmm. every single yep. gig. No guesswork. No guesswork. No yeah. You know, and eventually I got, it got to the point to where I was able to peel off all the tape. Mm-hmm. I could literally just take all the knobs and just turn them and mm-hmm. I knew exactly where each pedal needed to be set at. Right. I know where all my amp settings need because I've done it for so long and I've gotten that feedback. Like I just know where everything needs to be set. Right. So it takes a lot of self-awareness to get to this point. I mean, you know, John and I, we've been doing this for years on years Yeah. and we've been, we've been doing that. We've been petitioning for feedback. Tell me, you know, tell me these things. And yeah, you get some stuff, you know, some nights, some guys are brutal, you know, they're really brutal and, um, you you really can't take it personal. You no, know, you're you trying can't. to grow as a musician and as a player, you know, professional. You definitely have to take this information, internalize it, and go. How could I do better? Right. You, you you've got to be able to put your ego at the door and realize that this is going to get me where I need to go long term. You're thinking long term, not short term. Especially right. if you're trying to be a professional working musician, like you want to be able to be rehired. Right. So being the model. A model of consistency is um, how you're going to be, make yourself more attractive to people. So um, learning, being able to become more consistent has developed my niche as a guitar player. It's developed my sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it's helped uh, focus in uh, where I need to be spending my time as far as like specific gear that I need certain pedals that work with certain amps versus certain pedals that don't work. I mean, all this stuff I've been able to try out mm-hmm. and figure out what works. So now I'm, I'm at the point to where, and a lot of, another thing guitar players are, 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 are not really taking advantage of is like, learn your gear. Yeah. Like learn yeah. the stuff you got because yeah. you might not be using it properly. Mm-hmm. Or not getting all, or not getting getting the most out of it. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, yeah, you know, and and that's and that all, you know, especially with guitarists, you know, with gain staging, you know, um, if you don't understand the concept of introducing distortion or overdrive or clipping your signal Mm -hmm. into into the fold and understand that it's going to raise your volume mm-hmm. when you hit on that pedal and it just sounds shrill and loud. It's like, well. Maybe you need to roll the volume and the drive and adjust the tone or mm-hmm. the the treble or the bass. Like dial that pedal and figure out if you're not working that pedal properly. Mm-hmm. It definitely right? takes trial and error. You know, trial and error you, for sure. You know, let's just say we got a early musician wanting to do this. They got their first gig. Mm-hmm. They're playing with their artist. Those sounds that they're tweaking are happening in a bedroom, yeah, or in a living room, yeah, or wherever. Mm-hmm. And so it's not until you get on stage, yeah, that you're really going to put really the rubber going, to the road. This sounded good in my bedroom. Hopefully, it sounds good on stage. Yeah. So if it doesn't sound good on stage, that's okay. Like, that's okay. But yeah. seek the feedback, yeah, and be ready to adjust. Yeah, and I was, you know, fortunate enough to where, um, you know, my teachers at school, you know, when I was at AIM, I was doing the same thing, man. Like when I was telling you about a previous episode about Carl, um, one of my teachers and picking his brain about effects pedals and why he likes two tube screamers as opposed to one, mm-hmm. you know, like just constantly being uh, aware of things and not being scared to ask a question. If yeah. you're, you know, if you're new, you know, uh, if you're just trying to get out and start gigging and all that stuff. But if you've already kind of put some time in and you're wondering, like, 
what's I'm just not as what's consistent. Miss, yeah. yeah. What's missing? You mm-hmm. know, and it's it's probably just uh, a lack of understanding of a few certain principles and one of them is gain stages mm-hmm. for, for, for guitar. It's super important to be able to learn um, uh, and have the concept of um, gain mm-hmm. and signal flow. Mm-hmm. And I, I forgot to mention signal flow. And signal flow is just how to get from your guitar to your amplifier. Right. Right. All the stuff. That All the between. stuff in between. Yeah. Right. So understanding that and, and, and the relationship and the symbiosis that, that, that that's required. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, that was, that was probably the first most important step for me in achieving the McDonald's hamburger. And also a a, a secondary result is I was able to develop the sound, like how I sound as a guitar player, your sound, my sound out of leveling off, you know, gain staging, you Mm -hmm. know, figuring out how to control my volumes, not like dynamically with your hand or your picking hand, but, Mm -hmm. You know, as I said, you want it to be a gradual stair-stepping approach of your of your gain staging, and so that was probably the biggest, most important thing that revolutionized what I was doing in my world is getting that that uh, that basic concept down. Yeah, well, I think so, what, what, you know one way that you're you're saying this is to be predictable. You yeah. Know? Not you only know. are you, you you're not you're not guessing what your rig's going to do. Right. So your your rigs you know you you know how that's predictable. Mm-hmm. But the same thing when you get hired, you're predictable. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's good. Right. That's, this is not a negative thing right. at all. Being consistent, being McDonald's hamburger, being predictable. This means that you've created this almost your own unique brand. You know, carved out in mm-hmm. your area, mm-hmm. in your town, mm-hmm. with artists you've played with, right? And your name starts to cycle mm-hmm. around, then you know you're mm-hmm. doing something right. Yeah, and that's that's the goal. That's what you're trying to do. No matter what guitar or what amp you're playing through, you're still going to sound like you, right? Right. Um, because uh, chances are, uh, you either have used the gear, you've owned the gear, um, and even if it's not something that you own, you know, at your house current you've played through something similar. So you know how to dial that amplifier in mm-hmm. or that pedal in and mm-hmm. how to, how to achieve, um, maximum, uh, sonic quality out of, out of the gear that you're, you're either backlined or whatever you're using. Um, it, it is probably the most important thing that I try to do every time I go and play with somebody is I'm always thinking, am I McDonald's hamburger tonight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. You know? Yeah. Well, guys, I think you get the uh, the idea. Um, work on consistency. You know, just as much yeah. as you may work on yeah. a paradiddle or a picking pattern or anything. Yeah. Work on your own consistency from right. gig to gig. Yeah. Uh, and this might even start with, um, you know, kind of a little pro tip. Maybe your practice. You know, yeah. like have a routine to your practice. Mm-hmm. Like I practice around the same mm-hmm. time every day. Yep. For about the same time every day. Right. And you know, you start building consistency with your own playability, mm-hmm. the way you practice, mm-hmm. the way you present yourself. All these things begin to kind of take Snowball. shape and yeah mm-hmm. they'll, they'll take hold in other areas right. too um so consistency is definitely key that's it and don't be afraid to ask questions when you're on gigs man talk to sound guys talk to your bandmates mm-hmm. um if there's anybody who has any kind of musical fluency in the audience go up to them and be like hey what did i how did yeah, i sound don't ask, the, don't ask the drunk guy yeah you know, don't ask the, the drunk guy player. who's you know trying to trying to you know do his thing like <laughs> really seek out um, a qualified opinion if you can. Right, right. Well, I think that brings us to Picks of the Week, John. Picks of the Week. La, 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 la. A little vocal melody this time. Come on that now. One. That was off the cuff. You guys, oh, I don't God. think you understand. Like, these are literally, like, 
just happening in the moment. Yeah, but. we're going to be putting out a compilation CD um, of all of my best, greatest um, segue, segue uh, picks of the week, uh, little uh, teasers, yeah, yeah. Uh, little if bumper you guys are music. Interested, if, if you guys are interested in the compilation, just leave us some comments, and I'll start to, to put it together. Yeah. And, we'll, and if you need some like bumper music, you know, yeah. uh, give me a call. You know, <laughs> hit me up. Uh, I'm your guy. So this week we're doing something a little different. I know a little we different. Normally are doing like gear picks mm-hmm. mostly. Um, John and I, we were discussing uh, artists, and of course, we're always seeking out uh, inspiration from other players or yes. music or whatever it may be. So we decided this week our picks of the week would be artists or maybe a specific band mm-hmm. that that has been that has been uh, you know resonating with us. So, mm-hmm. so John, tell me who, who who it is. Who is it? A person? Is it a band? Is it a? Well, I'm going to start off with a. He's a singer. Uh, his name is Alan Stone, and mm-hmm. um, just a God's gift to singing. Um, mm-hmm. Found him on the internet. Actually, saw him. He was doing a. Um, uh, he was on American Idol last season. One of the contestants uh, brought him on, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a lot of the auditionists um, is that the right word um, for American Idol um, were auditioning with his uh, one of his songs called Unaware, which mm-hmm. is a just great, just you know, just he's a powerhouse kind of singer, like a Chris Stapleton, just right. a real powerhouse old r&b just yep just the real deal i would and, say don't judge him by the cover oh I, I, he's a quirky looking if you dude. look at this yeah. guy he looks like where's waldo right with, with a with a long, long blonde, blonde yeah. perm yeah yeah uh but man he is his he's got golden pipes man yep. um so got turned on to him uh really digging his stuff it's a shame he's not a uh, getting played on the radio because he's really he's a talented fellow so my artist of the week would be alan stone we'll pull up put up some links uh to our all of these artists so you guys can check them out yeah, so for sure that's mine cool um so i've been uh i've been on the jazz kick if you guys have been listening along you know this ching 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 uh, ching, ching. <laughs> ching 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 um so i've been i've been deep in the, the rabbit hole of jazz mm. and um you know as a drummer i'm gonna seek out the drummers that not only made an impact to begin with you know right. so we can talk about tony williams kind of cliche yes yeah uh, joe jones mm. and buddy ridge mm-hmm. and, you know all these guys but a lot of times what I will do is figure out, okay, so we've, we're, we're dealing with a, a style of music that's, that's old, yeah. right? It's okay yeah. to call it old, 100 yeah. years old. Yeah, it's been um, around for a while. Who are the musicians that are carrying the torch now? Right. right? Who are the guys that are standing out? Yep. So the guy for me right now is Mark Giuliano. Like, yeah. Uh, this guy. He's a monster, What's man. cool about Mark is, is not obviously he's doing the jazz thing, mm-hmm. and he played with Avishai for a long time, mm-hmm. Avishai Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go go back and listen to some of that stuff. It's crazy, um, but he also got into doing like electronic music. Okay, and he did electronic music for a while. His his own stuff is is just called beat music. Okay, and he he played with an incredible bass player named Tim Lafave. Oh yeah, that Tim name. Tim Lafave uh, yeah. actually played with uh, Mr. Wayne Krantz. Right, good bit. He's basically played with everybody. He's played with a lot of people, not just Wayne. But right. yeah, um, so he did this beat music thing. What's intriguing is that it caught the attention of David Bowie, and some people <laughs> may not know this, but David Bowie's last album. He chose to go to New York City mm-hmm. at 55 Bar, I think, mm-hmm. um, maybe Blue Note, probably was 55 Bar. He shows up incognito, yeah. and listens to this band, and right. it's just him, and I can't remember, I think it's Jason Lindor or Jason Lindsay, something is, is playing keys. Okay. So it's just Mark and Jason and Tim playing, and one of his friends or publicists or something says to David Bowie, you know, you, your next album, you should use these guys for your next album. And he did. Like his, wow. his last cool. album, yeah. David Bowie's last album is called Black Star. Yeah. Um, and I've uh, been listening to Black Star a lot. And it's just these guys doing their thing. 
with the Bowie, you know, the Bowie flavor. You know, yeah, yeah, all over the top of it. But the, the thing to remember is that that Juliana, first and foremost, is a jazz player. Right. And he's got an incredible jazz quartet. You guys should check out. Uh, but that's my guy. I'll, I will link everything. Awesome. Yeah, I'll link Very everything cool. for you. Uh, but he's he's uh, he's he's getting my getting me getting getting, me getting your jollies yeah, going. Awesome. Guys, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in, and um, you know, I, th- I think we can't say it enough that consistency builds your brand. Yeah, it builds what people will know about you. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and that's the best kind of, of marketing is word of mouth. Yep. yep. And when you get that kind of, of, of uh, backing word of mouth, mm-hmm. it's gold. It's gold. It's golden. So just as much as you practice your chops, practice your consistency and watch, uh, watch the fruition come to that's correct. firsthand. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you listening. We'll catch you next week. We out. <laughs>